Let us pray. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Daniel 1.8 Lord, because my purpose means more to me than my comfort, I will be mindful to treat my body in a way that will allow me to carry out my mission while here on earth. Today, like Daniel and the young men, I am making a conscious decision to honor my body by not defiling it with food or substances that would stop me from experiencing the fullness of all you have in store for me. I thank you, Lord, for the will and the fortitude to stand strong when I'm tempted to choose the comfort of laziness and poor health habits. I declare that health is a top priority. I declare that through my decision to live a healthy lifestyle, my mind will be sharper and more creative than ever before. I praise you and thank you in advance for uncommon outcomes and alliances that are working on my behalf to help realize the dreams and destiny you've placed on and in me. No matter what, I will not be ashamed of my acceleration because I've made the decision to honor my body, which is the vehicle needed to take me to my future. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. Daniel and the King's Dream In the last story, we were introduced to Daniel and his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The three young men were specially chosen out of the Judean captives to sit under the king as wise men. King Nebuchadnezzar attempted to indoctrinate them into Babylonian ways. However, they proved that following the Lord proved to be more useful for human flourishing. Now Daniel comes in close contact with King Nebuchadnezzar as he is tormented by his dreams. Like Joseph before Pharaoh, Daniel will interpret his dreams to the glory of God. Inspired by the book of Daniel. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. We're really glad that you've joined us. In our most recent reading, we learned how Daniel and his friends chose to stay clean and undefiled, rejecting the king's food and meat sacrificed to idols. God rewarded their faithfulness and show of strength and began to show himself to the Babylonians. Daniel and his faithful companions were placed in prominent positions and allowed to continue to serve their God and obey his laws. Today, We'll hear how God uses Daniel to interpret disturbing dreams that haunt King Nebuchadnezzar. And just as God worked through Joseph in Egypt through dreams, God will bring glory to himself in the midst of this pagan land. Let's listen now to today's reading. Darkness covered the nation of Babylon, and the stars draped over the horizon like a heavy blanket. The captives of Israel and Judah slept soundly, as did the citizens and servants of the king. Yet there was one who stirred that night. He tossed and turned in his bed, yelling for help. 
Tormented by his own nightmares lay King Nebuchadnezzar. The chill of the evening air filled his room, but he awoke covered in sweat. The next morning the king summoned his greatest magicians and wise men to interpret his dream. They stood before him, eager to please and gain favor with their lord. I had a disturbing dream, the king said. I need a wise man to discern for me its meaning. It torments me even as I stand awake. Oh, king, live forever, the magicians said as they bowed. Tell us your dream so that we may interpret it for you. Nebuchadnezzar was no fool. He glared at them and stood up from his throne. If I tell you my dream, you could spin whatever lie that suits you. If you are truly men of such knowledge, then you should be able to tell me what my dream is. The magicians, seers, and wise men all mumbled to one another. They had no such insight. The king interrupted them, saying, Whoever tells me will gain a great reward. I will give them honor and riches. However, if I catch you in a lie, I shall tear you limb from limb with my own bare hands. The men quivered at the king's words. No man on earth is able to dive into the mind like that, they said. No one has ever asked such a thing from a magician or seer. No one knows the dreams except the gods. This riled the king to anger. He was furious and commanded for all the wise men of Babylon to be destroyed. For decades they had spun lies and taken advantage of past kings. No longer. So the decree went out for the wise men of the city to be burned. Eventually word got to Daniel and his companions that they were in danger. The king was hell-bent on destroying anyone who claimed spiritual knowledge. Daniel did his best to remain calm and sent word to Nebuchadnezzar's chief servant and requested an audience with the king. Daniel was taken to Nebuchadnezzar's palace. The pillars were a smooth ivory and the walls were adorned with gold. It reminded him of the temple back home, or at least what the temple used to be. Daniel looked ahead at Nebuchadnezzar sitting upon his throne. It was fitting that his palace looked like a temple, since the king was his own god. Daniel was a young man, too young to have the respect of a king like Nebuchadnezzar. Are you able to make known to me my dream, boy? The king snapped. Daniel paused and looked deep in the king's eyes. He was a truly terrifying man, large, muscular, and demanding of power. However, Daniel could see a deep hurt behind him. Underneath the rough exterior was a tortured soul. No wise man or enchanter can know the mystery the king has asked, Daniel replied. The king's brows furrowed and he was about to raise his fist at Daniel. However, Daniel continued, there is a God in heaven who knows all and sees all. He has made known to me your dream, not because I am wise or special, but because the Lord has a message for you. The king took a moment to calm down and then gestured for Daniel to speak. Daniel paused, collecting his thoughts, and then spoke. You saw a mighty image, a statue. It stood before you, terrifying and large. The head of this statue was gold, its chest and arms were silver, its middle was bronze, and its legs were iron. Its feet were partly of iron and clay. You beheld the statue with awe and respect. Then a mighty boulder rolled down from the hills and struck the statue. You ducked for cover as the different materials broke apart and were ground into a powder. Then, like dust, they were carried off in the wind. <laughs> <laughs>
There was silence as Daniel awaited the king's response. His normally sharp and impassive face was covered in shock and dread. The king said nothing. So Daniel continued. The Lord has also given me an interpretation for your dream. You, King Nebuchadnezzar, are the head of gold. God has given you headship over all the surrounding kingdoms. Everything around you is owned by you and serves you. However, another kingdom will rise after you. That is the kingdom of silver. After that kingdom, another will come, the kingdom of bronze. The fourth kingdom will be as strong as iron. This will be the kingdom to crush all the others. Then there will be a final kingdom that is like the feet of iron and clay. It will be divided like clay, but still holding a firmness like iron. It will be both weak and strong at the same time. In those days, the kingdom of God will be set in place. Filled with weak vessels, but containing the strength of the Lord, this is the final kingdom that will stand forever. Daniel studied the face of King Nebuchadnezzar. He looked solemn and contemplative. He stood from his throne and fell to his knees before Daniel. The king of Babylon, strongest man in the entire world, crumbled before the God of Israel. Truly your God is the God above all other gods. He is Lord over all kings. The mighty king was humbled, and his heart began to draw near to the God of Daniel. Daniel was awarded with gifts and title. He was given authority over the entire province of Babylon and was put in charge of all the wise men in the land. He appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as his assistants. Slowly, the brutal nation of Babylon was coming in contact with the love and sovereignty of God. Daniel and his companions continued to govern with wisdom. They drew close to God for all things. They would need to, for all their faiths would be tested greatly. Their resolve to follow God would be tried with fire and violence. Revival is not easily gained. We begin today's reading with a story that takes us back to the days of the Pharaoh in Egypt, the most powerful man in all the land, perhaps the world. And in this case, it was Nebuchadnezzar, and he is tormented with disturbing dreams. And when the ruler has no rest, there will be no rest for those in his circle. He is surrounded by wise men and seers who claim powers of understanding and knowledge given to them by the gods. So they asked the king to tell them what he saw in his dreams, and they would interpret them. But Nebuchadnezzar was wise to their game. If he told them the dream, they could interpret it as they wish, telling him what he wanted to hear. But what use would that be? No, this required a deeper understanding. They were to tell him what he dreamed, then what it meant. Their response? That's humanly impossible, my king. What man has that ability to see into your mind? And they were right. No man has such power. The king offered a great reward to the man who could tell him what he needed to know. But if they were lying, they would pay with their life. What nobody knew was that there was a young man among them who could help. His name was Belteshazzar, or Daniel, as he was known in Hebrew. And it was not Daniel who could see the king's mind, but the God that Daniel served. Simply approaching the king was a bold, potentially life-threatening move. But Daniel trusted God. He knew that there was a deeper purpose for his life. A bigger story was happening in that moment, 
And before he even went to the king, Daniel went to God, praying, praising, and worshiping him. This is something we must never forget in the chain of events that follow. Daniel went first to God. Daniel didn't approach the king in his own strength, but only after praising God and being filled with his strength. Only then did Daniel go to the king, and he confirmed that no man could give him his dream or its meaning. But, said Daniel, can't you almost imagine Daniel's pregnant pause as he watched the king lean in, waiting for more? But, O king, the God of heaven does know, and he wants me to tell you. Even in that moment, Daniel was humble, confessing that he was just a spokesperson, nothing special. It was God who was to be regarded, and he wanted the king to hear from God. So Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar exactly what the king saw in his dream, a great statue made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, and clay. The king watched it in awe as a boulder tumbled down and destroyed the statue. He passed the first test because what he said was truly the dream that the king had dreamed. Now Daniel gave him the meaning. The statue represented Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom and other kingdoms that would follow. This is history pre-written. In the end, there would be a kingdom made of weak vessels, but filled with the strength and the power of God. This was God's kingdom, and it would never end or crumble. This is a prophecy, a prediction of the coming kingdom of God when God reigns over all, when Christ returns. Nebuchadnezzar fell before Daniel in all, and then he said in Daniel 2, verse 47, Surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, for you were able to reveal this mystery. This pagan king still had a long way to go to becoming a follower of the Lord, but this was in many ways a step, a beginning of his heart turning to the Lord. He placed Daniel in charge of all the wise men in Babylon, and Daniel appointed his friends as helpers. But all was not yet well, and Nebuchadnezzar would soon create an idol of himself and forget the one true God that he had just professed. We'll hear about that the next time. Dear God, thank you that you can work through us and for us and for your purposes when we obey you. Thank you that you can read the hearts of men and women and that you can deliver messages by your word that we all need to hear. May we speak your truth always like Daniel, even to the highest power. And thank you, God, that you have established your kingdom now in our hearts and yet to come through our Lord Jesus Christ when he returns in great power and glory. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority along with Bible study in your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure and share it with someone you know because it can truly make a difference in someone else's life. And if you want more resources on how you can know the Bible and live the Christian life, contact me at jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org for many resources that will help you in your walk with God. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.